Okay, everyone, did you think it was gonna be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all gonna change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that. And we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not going to be the podcast you want to listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels because we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine because it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying another amazing week. Uh, here in Rochester, New York, this is the first day in three days. It hasn't rained consistently, so I'm considering that a huge win. Um, and I have been super excited to have this conversation with Allie. Um, I do find it serendipitous that for today's guest, this has been a topic of mine that's been kind of coming into my life a little bit here and there. Um, and here's why. I recently watched a documentary on Netflix, anybody can watch it, called What the Health. Um, and I'm not going to get into the entire thing, but our guest today, Allison Hovener, is a plant-based expert that I have come across through my interactions with Breathe and yoga and healthier eating. And interestingly enough, she and I have probably set up time to record this a month and a half ago. Um, so this has been on the books for quite some time, but I do find it ironic that I watched this documentary not knowing anything about what it was you know, t- covering just this past weekend. But let me tell you a little bit about Allie. Her focus is to believe that nutrition is the greatest foundational aspect that makes or breaks our health as individuals and as a society. And she believes that our food choices represent an environmental factor that we have complete control over and that we are constantly choosing foods that promote disease. Her mission is to educate individuals, specifically those with digestive orders, on how to live their lives as the best version of themselves via wholesome, no-frills, bonafide nutrition. Welcome, Allie. Thank you. Hello. Yay. All right. So (laughs) I'm sure you didn't come out of the womb saying, hey, mom, I want to eat plant-based, and I want this to be my focus. So take us all back to how and when this all came about for you. Yeah. So I'll go back a little, well, I'll, I'll go back to pretty much the beginning of my, my journey with nutrition in general, because um, that gives a good backdrop of like how or why I'm so passionate about it. So um, when I was 11 years old, which was some time ago, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Um, at the time, it wasn't really something that was common for kids to be diagnosed with. So it took a while for them to figure out what was actually wrong with me. And I was very ill because of it. Um, so, I mean, after my diagnosis, I was still a kid. I, they told me that there were certain things I couldn't eat. I was allergic to milk. Um, they said I should probably avoid gluten. And like those things are like everything a kid wants to eat. So um, from then on, I just kind of had to like deal with it and figure things out that I could eat that I enjoyed. 
Um, and it started out like what tastes good, obviously, as a child. But then um, once I went to college, I started to get really interested um, in like how food affects how you feel because I was learning that college food was not giving me <laughs> the energy or any of the good feelings that I wanted. And I was like, well, the only thing that has changed is that I don't have home cooked meals anymore. So let's look into the food. Hmm. And so I, that was freshman year. I was undecided, didn't know what to, I wanted to do for my career. Um, and so I just started researching on my own, like, okay, what foods um, cause inflammation? Like, it was just kind of like very, like, hmm. I don't know, um, early stages of like researching, like, why am I feeling this way? But okay. also, like, I knew that I had an autoimmune disorder, and I was learning more and more about that um, as I got older and becoming more interested in what I could do to kind of counteract some of the symptoms that I was facing that were very frustrating, um, that I noticed that, like, there were other people that were struggling with the same thing, um, but there wasn't much awareness around it. Um, so... Flash forward a little bit. I kind of went through all the different like fad, if you want, or trend diets um, to try to figure out like what would be best for me. I went paleo. <laughs> I, um, I did like the GAPS diet, which is specifically for like the, the gut. So it's the gut and psychology syndrome like diet. Um, I did, I went through the special carbohydrate diet. I did elimination diet, like all these things. And I learned so much through it. Um, all while I was actually in school for nutrition. So I went to school for nutrition. I probably should have said that. Um, I was wondering what you're going to school for. Okay. Yeah. So I went to my freshman year, I was undecided. But once um, I figured out, like, this is something I could actually help other people with because I'm so interested in it, I might as well use this. Um, I decided to finish up in nutrition. And I actually finished up my degree online because I moved around a bit. But anyway, so. Um, I went through all these different diets and they helped little, little bits. Like I got nuggets from all of them. I'm not saying that anyone is bad or anyone is the one you should always like it's, it's, it's personal. Like it's unique based on your body and what you experience, how you okay. feel. Um, but about two and a half years ago, I think I watched like Cowspiracy, um, which is like the pretty much like the first, what the hell. So wait, um, what did you say it was called? Cowspiracy. Cow? Like C-O-W? Like yeah, a moo? Like, like moo. Yeah, cow. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, so that was like one of the first health documentaries I watched. And that and um, OMG GMO, that's a really good one as well. Um, and I just started like finding out these different doctors that I was super interested in. So I started reading their books like um, T. Colin Campbell and Thomas Campbell, they actually, one is T. Colin Campbell's out of Cornell. He's a nutritional science uh, professor there. And then Thomas Campbell is his son, and he actually works at Highland Hospital. So they're both relatively local, but very well known in the plant-based community. Um, I started learning a lot through reading and, you know, watching these documentaries that were super eye-opening. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. This is like the one thing I hadn't done. And at the time, I had just gone through one of the biggest flares for Crohn's disease. So for those of you who don't know, Crohn's disease um, kind of attacks your, any, it can attack anywhere from like your mouth all the way through your digestive system. Mine is in my small intestine, which is most common. And um, there's what? times when you're in a flare and then there's times when you're in remission. And that's kind of how that works. Um, 
So, so I was, what were your, sim- what are your symptoms? Like how would one know that they would have Crohn's, which caused right. you to get here to get on this path? So yeah, that's actually kind of, you'd think that'd be an easy question. It's, it's really not. So for me, the way it showed up when I was first diagnosed was everything I ate literally made me sick. It was coming out one end or the other. Um, hmm. I wasn't, wow. basically what happens is your, your absorptive, like your, um, your small intestine isn't absorbing the nutrients that you need to survive anymore. So because it's, con- it's like attacking itself because it's not identifying um, self as self, <laughs> it's, a, it's identifying that like part of your small intestine is, or something that's leaking into your bloodstream from your intestine is um, an invader kind of. So it's like, basically that's when the inflammation, like when your body goes into inflammation and attacks that area really like vigorously, and that can cause a lot of damage and um, a lot of pain. And you're not really, you're, you're absorbing some of the nutrients. I mean, like I didn't die, obviously I'm here, but like you're not getting what you need to be a healthy, thriving person. Okay. And so very painful, um, like localized, like right in the area that you have um, the disease. And then you're not keeping anything in and you lose a substantial amount of weight. Okay. Yeah. So you had to find a plan and a way to work around this. Definitely. And I mean, I am on meds. I'll say that. Like I, I definitely am on pharmaceuticals. It's not my favorite thing. I'm, I have a love-hate relationship with it because I'd rather find a natural way to take care of it. But as of right now, there's really not um, a safe way for me to do that yet. But mm-hmm. I still have hope. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you were working your way through all these different types of, like you said, fad not necessarily diets, but ways of eating. Right. Like eating styles, you know, like what to focus on, what not to focus on, or like what can be, you know, like anti-inflammatory, what's going to be most, the most soothing to my system, but what's also going to keep me like, you know, give me the energy I need. You know, um, when you go to a gastroenterologist, not all, but many who are in the classical Western train of thought, they don't see food to have any application in this disease. They don't believe that it came from food. They don't, believe that they, they basically say, you know, you can eat however you want. It's not going to do anything to the disease either way, because that's not where it came from. And I strongly disagree. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that's kind of like, I don't know if that's me being stubborn or me being like, I know my body better than you, but I, um, from like that point, when I hear my doctor say like, yeah, you, it doesn't have to do with food. I'm like, I intuitively, I just know that food has a lot to do with it, especially being born in the 90s when they started using like glyphosate and all of like the pesticides on food. Right. Um, I'm basically a product of that. Um, and if you look at trends like throughout the years, like there's so many people with digestive disorders now and it didn't used to be a thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the plant-based journey, I, so about two years, like two and a half years ago, I decided, um, with my ex to do like, to just go completely plant-based. Like we literally went cold Turkey. <laughs> which, I was like, it's going to be easier. Which means what though? Right. Because right. So then I've had conversations with people like there's, there's the vegetarian. Right. And in my right. perspective, that person doesn't eat meat period. And I, right. I could be completely wrong. So people don't get mad. Okay. Yeah. Vegan, <laughs> right. And my sister is vegan. She's been vegan for about a year. I'm not quite sure why she did it, but she did it. And yeah. my understanding there is you don't eat meat or meat byproducts, anything that comes right. from animals. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's plant-based. And in my world, like, you gnaw on grass, which I know <laughs> isn't true, right? Right. <laughs> right? Like, it's like different, <laughs> different variances of like what you eat and what you don't eat. Yeah. Um, so that is one thing I did need you to kind of educate me on is what yeah. is the difference of these things? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the normal standard diet, I guess, would be considered omnivore, where you eat uh, veg- like veggies, plants, all that stuff, and meat. Yep. Um, but then vegetarian would be where you cut out um, all meat products, but you can still have dairy and sometimes eggs. Um, I think that's called like ovo-vegetarian or something like that. Okay. Um, there's a lot of different terms. But then vegan is um, you don't eat any meat or meat products, like nothing with a face basically, and nothing from anything with a face. So you're not eating um, eggs or cheese or dairy or anything like that. Or fish, right. And then pescatarian would be that you eat fish, but none of the other stuff. Um, I don't know. So fish would be your only like animal protein. Okay. Yes. And then plant-based is I like the word plant-based better than I like the word vegan because I don't think there's as much stigma around plant-based, um, even though it's pretty much the same thing. Um, when you say plant-based or whole food plant-based, which is like what the China study and a bunch of these other doctors that I previously mentioned um, talk about, whole food plant-based is where you eat. You don't really eat many things from a package. Um, it's all going to be from plants. You're not going to have any animal products. Um, like you're not going to have uh, any animals or byproducts. So you're not going to have the dairy or the egg um, or fish or anything like that. Um, but you're going to focus on whole foods rather than um, processed or packaged foods. Cause you can be vegan all day and eat Oreos and Coca-Cola and literally call yourself well, vegan because <laughs> those and that's things. That's what's so funny happen. because yeah. I, I was talking to my, ironically enough, today's my sister's birthday and I told her we were having this conversation and I watched this documentary and now my wheels yeah. are turning and she's like, holy crap, you're going to go plant-based. I go, yeah, but yeah. that means I can eat as much sugar as possible and carbs. Okay. And then we just right. started laughing. And I told her, I'm like, so I can eat as much white wheat or white flour I want and as much, right. you know, artificial sugar. Like I just, it was like, yeah. In and to that point, like it's it's frustrating yeah. to me, but I also realize that they're coming out with new studies and people are learning new things, which in the yeah. end is supposed to make us all healthier and live mm-hmm. longer, ideally. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I can. To your point, I can gnaw on Oreos, but I can't have a piece of steak. <laughs> right, right, and like, see, that's like a whole mindset and like attitude behind why you're doing it too. Like, if you decide to go plant based. Um, for your own health reasons, you're probably not going to be the Oreo vegan, you know? You're probably <laughs> going to be searching for recipes that are, like, you know, wholesome. <laughs> awesome. um, but then if you, like, if you're doing it, and this is, like, a totally relevant and, like, I respect this way of going vegan if you're doing it for the animals. Um, a lot of people that do it that way, and this is not everyone. I'm not classifying everyone this way. But if you are doing it because you love animals and you don't want to eat them, a lot of those people are just looking at packages and being like, oh, this is vegan, you know, as opposed to um, what can I do to like make my health the best possible um, way. Um, so <laughs> there, yeah, it, it kind of just depends on the person. Like someone can say they're vegan and it can mean a whole slew of things. Yeah. But then, I mean, then as, it, as you say that, like you look at the packages and it says vegan, like then do we have to get into the like, what really classifies a vegan product or, yeah. you know, like that type of stuff, because I feel like they can mislabel things all day long to just mm-hmm. sell the product. 
Well, yeah, it's kind of like putting gluten-free on rice. We know that rice doesn't have gluten. You know, right. it's, it's just a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, I'm like, so it's a long process to get you where you are. And I think yes. the sad part about it is you had to do it all. I mean, you were basically doing this all on your own with trial and error. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, to be honest, I'm super thankful that I have that because I think I learned by doing best. And I was super passionate about figuring out what I could do for my body to really bring it up to, like, even just, like, standard health. It doesn't even have to be, like, you know, I don't have to be thriving above anyone else. But because I have an autoimmune disorder, I'm already disadvantaged. So I figured, you know what, why not invest in this? Because I don't want to be the person who doesn't fully enjoy my life because I'm not feeling my best. See, and it's interesting that you say that. So like if I am vulnerable, vulnerable and talk about why I'm doing this, I think for mm-hmm. me, like I don't have any illness or disease as of now, but mm-hmm. I think that's why I'm doing it. Right. Like right. I, you know, between all these illnesses and cancers and, you know, all the things that are out there, Alzheimer's, high blood pressure, you know, diabetes. I mean, you can pick any of them. And yeah most people have something. And I am more of a non-med person when we talked about this in a prior podcast with um, Dr. Corinne, but I would prefer to not have to take meds, which means I would rather be more proactive on the front end than reactive on the back end for all of my bad choices. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to my health, I try and make smart decisions. I don't smoke. I try and not drink a lot. Wink, wink. (laughs) Um, you know, I try and limit my sugars. My ex-husband was a type one diabetic. So we were always cognizant of that, whether it's good or bad for your health or whatnot. We were always watching, you know, sugar and carbs just because of a household. It was more beneficial for him. So I've Mm -hmm. adopted that in some regard. Um, I've never been a huge meat eater and I've always been more of a fruit and vegetable type of girl and probably have dabbled in this space to some degree for yeah. probably the past five years, but I haven't labeled myself as anything. I mean, right. it's so funny because I watched the jock, I watched the documentary, I think Saturday and Sunday yeah. and Sunday was mother's day. And I was like, the kid's like, what do you want to do for dinner? I'm like, I freaking want beer and chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter was like, I thought you just got done telling me that meat wasn't good for us. I'm like, yeah, but that's going to start Monday. Right. Like, because <laughs> I still love some things, but I learned a yeah. lot. You know, I don't know if I'd ever be a cold turkey type of person unless yeah. I had to. I just, because it's so funny. Everyone's like, you know, you really talk about having a low sugar um, household. And I'm like, I, I do, honestly. And they're like, yeah, but then you'll throw down a bag of Swedish fish like none other. And I'm like, well, yeah. I'm like, it's all about choices. I'm going to choose the Swedish fish over the donut right. or, you know, the, you know, juju fish over the chocolate peanut butter bar. Like right. I just, it's, it's all in moderation. I don't see myself ever being able to cut meat completely out, but mm-hmm. I will tell you this documentary was unreal. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I opening and I, I've always been a fish lover and now I'm questioning that thought. And yeah. to that point, right? Like documentaries are great. And what I loved about this one is this guy, it didn't seem as though he had much of an agenda. He was just like a normal human trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like how much of this can we believe and how right. much, like, where's the line and who do you trust? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. And that's always like, that's why I, I'm a little, 
I always hold back when I say like, yeah, I first watched a documentary and that's what got me interested in this because a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's all fabricated. Like, but to be honest, I, I didn't just watch this documentary, like the, the one I'm talking about, Cowspiracy. I did watch What the Health and loved it. Um, but I was already vegan at that point or plant-based, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, but I also looked into the doctors and I looked into more studies because that's the kind of person I am. I don't like necessarily trust the first thing that I hear because I have tried so many things on my own. And I, I always like to try things before I tell people what I think would benefit them. Um, because that's just the, it's kind of like I teach yoga. So like teaching yoga to like, I wouldn't be able to teach yoga if I didn't do yoga, you know? So that's kind of my point of view is like, now that I've, I've experienced it and I've been doing it and I've, I've continued to learn about the, the body of research and studies um, and just personal experience in other people's lives that I've heard of going vegan, how it's helped them. Um, like then I was like, okay, there's, there's something to this for sure. So I want to know your personal opinion on this question. Sure. I believe that we can set our bodies up for success with what we eat and that maybe we are all predisposed to have some illness, right? Like it's mm -hmm. in our body and it's looking for something to trigger it. Pick anything, right? It could have been the Crohn's. It could be, you know, my ex-husband's type one diabetes. It could be cancer. It could be high blood pressure. It could be anything. Pick anything. Yeah. Um, but I believe that the way that you eat and the lifestyle that you lead can either trigger or help keep it at bay a little bit longer. I am yes. a financial advisor. I have no background in this. Like I have <laughs> no basis for saying mm -hmm. that. purely my opinion, but would you agree with that? Or do you think I have no background for what I'm saying basically? No, I, I actually, I 100% agree with you. I, that is one of my biggest, um, the biggest things I talk about with like family members who are skeptical of changing their diets because they're like, well, you know, this runs in my family. So why, right. you know, like why you know, would so I and so had it? cancer, so and so had cancer. So I'm yeah. just going to get cancer. So what's the point? I'm going to eat what I want and do what I want. And right. But yeah. So, so I believe that like, yeah, you're in that's why I say like in that little like bio that you, that you read about yes. me, like I, I really am interested in the fact that environmental factors, like the things that we can choose, like um, our food, um, maybe even like our skincare products that we choose to put on our faces or on our bodies, all these things, the way that our body receives them, um, the more natural they are, the more plant or like whole, like close to nature that they are, the more our body is going to recognize it. And we have less of a chance of activating those negative predispositions in our genes. Like your genes can be turned on and off by certain vitamins. Um, and by certain like lifestyle habits and that has that's like a growing um, like a sector of health that like it, it wasn't a thing before but now it's like people are realizing and studying that um, your genes can be switched on and off based on those factors that you have control over and that's what they were talking about in that documentary yes. and it's I mm -hmm. you know I am on my second iteration of watching it cuz my boyfriend was like what are you talking about and I was like listen I can't I can't summarize an entire right. hour and 45 minute show for you in 5 minutes right. why don't you just sit and watch it so I'm watching it for the second time and I'm like holy cow I missed that the first time and right. that was one of the points I missed right like 
he had mentioned like, you know, for example, maybe someone has one cancer cell and no one ever died from one cancer cell, but it's Mm -hmm. when you trigger it or it gets triggered to multiply Mm -hmm. and reproduce, that's when we have a problem. Yes. Um, And I remember hearing that just last night and I was like, I do agree with that. I honestly Mm -hmm. do feel like everybody has all these quirks per se in their body. And it's just kind of what you do and what you eat and the lifestyle you live that either brings it to fruition or keeps it at bay. Yes, 100%. And that's why I think, and that's why it makes sense to me that what we eat actually, I mean, like you become what you eat basically. Um, So it makes sense to me that like when you eat a certain food, you, uh, you know, your body reacts in a certain way. Like it caught you, what you see on the outside and what you feel on the outside is all because of those choices that you're making of these foods that you're eating, whether good or bad. And I think that it's, it's on a very molecular level. Like that is what's happening. Either your gene is turned on or off and that's why you're feeling good and in good health or not. So, um, like it's all connected. Nothing is separate inside of you. And like I, I did, I read a book, um, one of the books by T. Colin Campbell called whole is, uh, is an incredible book for anyone who's more interested in like learning the actual science behind all this stuff. Um, it's called whole rethinking the science of nutrition. And he, he wrote the China study and he's like one of the biggest proponents of the whole food plant-based diet. And, um, there's actually a study that he did where he did like a study with rats and gave some of them dairy and then some of them didn't have dairy. Um, and then there's this fungus that grows on peanuts in the part of the world that he was in doing the study. And he gave the peanuts to both populations of, or test populations of rats. And the ones with the dairy developed cancer. The ones that did not have the dairy, like did not. So it's just, I mean, that's like a silly, that's a rat study. They're not humans, but like, it just goes to show that like the way that you eat (laughs) has a lot to do with what you're going to develop. And I also believe that it's not too late for people who already have the start of a specific disease. Like if you already have like uh, a little bit of cancer or something like that, you can, um, you can still start this and be better for it. Um, and either slow the progression, stop it, or even in some cases I have read, reverse it. So it's, it's just this incredible like body of research that I feel like most Western medicine doctors just don't look into because they're moving forward as opposed to like looking at all these case studies that are like all around because there's humans living and doing this stuff, you know? Right. You're, as you're saying this, I'm thinking so many things. So the first thing I thought of is (laughs) That's why in my prior podcasts, I talked about the fact that I want a functional medicine doctor. Yes. Right? Like I want someone who doesn't just write a script and that just drives me nuts. And that's partly why I rarely go to the doctor, not knock on wood, I'm healthy, but right. I, don't, I don't run for everything that I possibly could. I try and figure out a way to treat it myself. And again, I'm you know fine print. I don't have anything major going on, but that's mm-hmm. not my deal. I would rather go to someone who tries to treat, you know, like fix it and basically alter it that way than just treating the symptoms with some Absolutely. Sort of medicine. Exactly. But also while you were saying that, so here's the next level for me, right? Like I know you don't have any kids, but my son is eight, my daughter's 10. And I was just yeah. happening to mentioning, they're like, what are you watching? And I was like, uh, and they watched a little bit of it. And the part that they caught was that 
the, the numerous studies that have come up that meat is a car carcinogen. Right. Um, and then they defined that for them. So at their eight and 10 year old brain, they now understand or have heard that meat can cause cancer. Well, obviously right. they don't want cancer. Right. So as I made my daughter's ham and cheese sandwich the other day, <laughs> on, of course, whole wheat bread, she comes home and declares to me that she gave her meat to one of her friends at school um, and just ate the bread and cheese. And then they right. asked me to make her a salad so that she doesn't have to eat meat. Wow. And part of me was like, all right, girl, like you've got your own opinions. That's fine. But I could, I could only imagine like my parents per se having my daughter say, um, hi guys, I don't eat meat or cheese or like I'm changing the way that I eat at the age of 10 because I watched a documentary and this right. is like a change that I want to make. I think part of it generationally, and, mm -hmm. and this is what else I loved about the documentary, like we've all just been raised in this type of lifestyle, right? Like yes. meat, potatoes, vegetables, dairy, yeah. right? Like cow's yep. milk. I, I haven't drank cow's milk in years. And I, you know, I was, you know, talking a little bit about milk with the kids and they both drink organic milk. And, mm -hmm. and Jana was like, well, I didn't, they just say that it doesn't matter whether it's organic or not. If it comes <laughs> from a cow, it's, it's not really that great for you. And I was like, yeah, she goes, then give me almond milk. And I was like, you don't like it. She goes, I'll learn to love it. And I was like, oh, oh my, my gosh, wow. she's my daughter. Whereas my son's like, uh, uh, it tastes gross. Give me cow. <laughs> right. Give me cow. Yeah. <laughs> But I think, like, I think it's hard as an apparent, right? Like learning these things to then yeah. have my kids try and adopt these things when you go to a barbecue, what do they do? They throw burgers on the grill. Like, yeah, yeah. Which leads me to my next question. What the heck do you eat? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, in fruits, vegetables, beans is all I've gathered from this. And I can <laughs> only live on that for so long. Absolutely. I, yes. So I have, I mean, like, obviously for me, it comes down to the fact that I do have some allergies. So I can't actually have dairy or anything with milk in it because I will get sick. So that was the easy part for me. Whereas okay. like cheese and like yogurts and stuff are usually, it's usually the hardest part for people to go plant-based. Okay. Um, so full disclaimer, like that was just, that was the easiest thing for me to give up. I haven't had dairy in years and years because I was told that I'm allergic and I know what happens to me. Okay. Secondly, um, I don't eat gluten because um, I have a digestive disorder. Um, I definitely think that there's some people that can process it. I don't think it's evil for everyone to eat. It's not like Satan or anything, but, um, but it's definitely when you're staying away from gluten, you are staying away from things that may be, you know, causing inflammation in your body, even if you're not allergic to it. Um, so what I eat typically, um, and it, it'll probably sound kind of weird to someone who eats a standard American diet. Um, but I usually, I saute vegetables a lot, like just any, any kind, tons of them, love them. Um, that's kind of like how I, um, just fill up in a way, like for breakfast, I don't always have breakfast cause I run out the door. I go to breathe. I go to teach yoga or whatnot. Um, I usually make myself like matcha or something like that. That's going to be like made with nut milk. So it has some calories in there because of that. And I like, you know, doctor it up with all my herbs and whatnot, which you've probably heard me talk about. Yeah. Um, so I start my day with that. Um, sometimes I'll saute veggies if I have time. And I always include greens because greens are incredibly alkalizing. 
and um, whereas like a standard American diet is pretty acidifying to your body. So uh, sweet potatoes, I love those. Those definitely fill me up. So that's something that's like a base for my meals is like sweet potatoes plus a bunch of other veggies. Um, avocado's great for like, you know, making a meal more filling um, and substantial. Um, I do fermented soy. So I know that soy is like a whole topic of controversy with many people based on like, does it cause cancer? Does it not? Um, I do soy. I don't do, I only do organic soy and usually fermented. So like tempeh um, and miso, those are something that like things I really like. And then once in a while, I'll do like organic sprouted tofu or something like that as like a protein source. Um, Tofu. <laughs> yeah, you love it or you hate it. I've tried it, it and I can I can usually turn my taste buds onto anything, but the inside yeah. of tomatoes, tofu, and there was one <laughs> other thing that I just can't I just can't make it happen. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine. That's totally fine. Like you don't you don't have to adapt everything, but um but yeah, so lots of veggies, uh starchy vegetables I still have. Um I don't do potatoes too often just cuz sweet potatoes are better in my opinion. They taste better. They're more versatile. Um, and I do have like once in a while, I'll have some packaged something. So like, I don't know if you've heard of Siete, the brand Siete, but um, they have like Kasava, um tortilla chips. And they also have Kasava tortillas that you can buy frozen. Um, and those are really good. They're gluten-free. They're actually most, most of the allergen free. So like they don't have corn or anything like that. Um, so those are a good product as well. Um, I do fruits, tons of fruit. Uh, I usually do nut butters pretty much with everything to make things, uh, more filling. But yeah, I'm trying to think of other things. Like I, I do have, not eat I, beans. I do eat beans on occasion, but, but because I have Crohn's and I have digestive issues, they aren't the easiest for me to digest. Yeah. So my like, sister I was do, saying like, I gotta, you gotta be careful with the beans with like yeah. bloating and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Like what's, yeah. I will say that if you get like dried beans and you make them from scratch, oh, no. which is very that's time consuming. I'm talking right, about the like, can. <laughs> right. Right. I'm talking I about the that. aluminum can that I'm going to open and pour out my beans from. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like for most people that is fine. I can't do canned beans and that's why I don't do beans a lot because it's so time consuming. But if you are buying like beans in bulk, like uh, chickpeas or lentils or something like that, mung beans, um, I usually buy them dry and I'll soak them overnight and then I'll boil the heck out of them till they're like, you know, fully cooked. And then, um, yes, I do have beans once in a while, but it's not my main thing because it's not efficient. And yeah, I don't like how it makes my belly feel. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I still feel like that's really not enough food. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. Like it's, I don't know. I've, I've kind of figured out, and sometimes I do oatmeal. I'll put that in there. So oats, I do oats um, once in a while because that's a grain, but it's uh, not gluten containing if you get the right ones. Um, but yeah, like, so I'll run through like kind of like a typical day instead of just like laundry list food at you like I just did. So like um, this morning, for example, I made myself a smoothie. I did avocado, blueberries, um, zucchini, spinach, um, tahini, actually, I just randomly was like, I'll try this today. Um, what else did I put in there? You put I did, zucchini like, in a smoothie? 
Yeah, it blends right in and you don't even taste it. Well, isn't it like mostly water to begin with? Yeah, it's definitely more nutritious than cucumbers and a little less water, but yes, it's very similar. Okay. Um, so I just threw it in because I had it and I was like, you know what, I might as well. I put ginger in there because I actually like the flavor of it. You could pretty much pretty much put anything in a smoothie. <laughs> um, I, obviously, if you if you don't like the food, I wouldn't recommend putting it in there. But um, but yeah, so like I usually do berries, lots of greens in my smoothies. Uh, I use either nut milk or water, depending on if I put like a fat in there. If I if I've already put like a bunch of almond butter, I don't feel like I need almond milk because it's going to be creamy anyway, and the avocado makes it really creamy. Yep. So I had that, and I do have a plant-based um, protein powder that I recently got called, called Aloha, and it's um, organic, and it doesn't have any added sugar. Um, you could also do like hemp protein, which I like, but some people don't because it kind of has an earthy flavor. Um, and then for lunch today, I had like a big salad with sweet potatoes on it. Um, I've done cauliflower rice. That has been pretty good. Um, I had Power Bites from Breathe. <laughs> Those things are really Today. good. Okay. They are my vice, yeah. They're so good. And then I have not had dinner yet. Um, that's that's probably... your vice. My vice is like <laughs> the bulk section at Wagmans. Your vice is Power Bites from Breathe. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> We're on different planes. <laughs> well, I w yeah, and see, like, that's – I never want to, tell, like, tell people, like, oh, yeah, this is how I eat and you should eat this way. Like, obviously, it, it – everyone's at a different place. I've kind of forced myself to have the willpower to eat a certain way because otherwise I feel really you shitty. Feel crappy. Like, yeah, makes I sense. do. Yeah. My, um, my body is so much more sensitive than a lot of other people's because of, uh, everything it's been through with this disease. Um, I actually but everything wonder, I've learned too. I wonder how many people's bodies are actually more sensitive than they think, right? Like for yeah. instance, when I, at night, if I like my, my worst time is after dinner when I'm like, Oh my God, I got the munchies. And if I yeah. sit down and have a lot of sugar, preferably usually gummy sugar. Yeah. I have woken up the next day and felt like I had a hangover like that. From yeah. alcohol. And yeah. I remember thinking it's happened two or three times. And I mentioned it to someone and I remember thinking like, this is my body saying, girl, this isn't working for you anymore. <laughs> like yep. you're getting, and I really do. I literally feel like I have an alcohol hangover for that yes. entire day when all I had was maybe a few extra handfuls of Swedish fish. But yes. I wonder, like, that was me being a, a more aware. I wonder how many times, mm -hmm. like, someone gets back pain or someone gets shoulder pain or someone yes. doesn't feel right or mm -hmm. you're bloated or you're dehydrated or something. And it's just from maybe a loose allergy or something you ate that yes. your body's like, dude, I don't like it. And if it could throw up the white flag, it would, but it can't. So it just yes. does something different. And then mm -hmm. you take Tylenol or medicine or something exactly. to offset it. And yeah, a Band-Aid. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. I wonder, I, I, yeah. I wonder no, how it happens. Def, yeah, a lot. I'm sure it's like most of the time when people have a headache or um, when someone's feeling sluggish or has fatigue or something like that, if they wake up feeling like foggy and wonder why, it most likely has to do with their food choices, in my opinion. Um, obviously, there's environmental, there's other factors involved. Um, like if you're exposed to different pollutants or toxins or whatnot, but our most like close to the skin, if you will, toxin is going to be what we eat because we put it in our body. So I definitely think that, I think that body awareness is huge when it comes to identifying 
or becoming interested in your food choices. Because the more you know about your body and the more you recognize how your body feels after eating something, the more you have control over like, oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that. Um, and I feel like so many people have gotten used to the fact that they don't feel 100%. That's their norm. That they don't even realize what they could be feeling if they did change some things. I think that's awesome. And you know what? As you were saying that we were talking about this, I don't know if you know, but I've been doing um, intermittent fasting for a while. Yes. yes. Um, and I didn't stop and think about this until we literally were just talking that I have had m- much less headaches than I have had mm-hmm. historically speaking. Yeah. And I think, and whenever I do have a headache, I always automatically I tell myself, Gina, you're just dehydrated. Go drink water. Right. Yeah. But I already have the headache and depending on the severity of the headache, sometimes that water is included with some ibuprofen. But right. <laughs> I have noticed that since I've been doing this intermittent fasting, during my fasting time, I've been drinking a lot of water, which therefore is keeping me hydrated. I have not had, like, I think I've counted one headache in the past two months that I've had, which is uncharacteristic of me. Of me. Yeah. Um, incredible. But I think that's the key thing. Like, in a, not until we were having this conversation, do I actually stop and think about that. But you know, it's little things like that, that I've tried to incorporate into my life. And I guess I'm just talking myself into continuously doing this intermittent fasting, which I'm really enjoying, but yes, um, I'm feeling better. And that's why everyone says they're like, why are you doing that? I can't believe you're doing it. I'm like, I feel better. That's the bottom line, right? Yes. Like, um, and maybe it's something as simple as the fact that I was just functioning dehydrated all the time. And this mm-hmm. is just helping me because I have way more energy. Um, yeah. And I've really enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's little things like that. I just wish everyone didn't have to triage on their own. Yes. Right? Like yes. You triaged on your own. I'm just, mm-hmm. someone was like, try this. I was like, okay. Right? Like maybe yeah. I go plant-based. Maybe I go vegan. Maybe I go vegetarian. Maybe I just go out for chicken wings when we're done. I don't know. Where this yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I feel like, unfortunately, as humans, we just need to keep taking the information we learn, whether it is from a book or a documentary or a podcast, mm-hmm. and giving it a try and seeing how it works. That's, yeah, that's the best way you're going to, I mean, you can only see out of your eyes and understand from your point of view. So I think that testing things out, um, like as your own, like being your own guinea pig is probably the best way to learn about yourself and what you need um, and what's going to work best for you. I mean, granted, I'm not saying you should, you know, do like a whole super size me challenge and use your body in that way, but like (laughs) trying to do things that are generally healthy and like proven to be healthy, like eating less out of packages and more out of the ground, like that makes sense. So trying things like that and seeing what works for your body, like maybe you're like, maybe I am gluten intolerant, taking it out for a few weeks and being like, I feel better. That would give you some insight into how you should be eating. I completely agree. And this has been awesome. I've loved our conversation. It was extremely timely for my uh, Netflix and chill weekend. Um, So I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with us and kind of going through all this and just being kind of vulnerable about where you've gone and where you currently are. Yeah, absolutely. This was great. This is honestly, like I told you, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I can do it all day. So thank you so much. So much to the point that if you guys want to contact Allie directly, the best way is through Instagram and you would never guess what her Instagram handle is, but get this. It's at eat flora no fauna right so yes eat flora no fauna which is amazing (laughs) um also if you liked our chat today hop on and give us a rating on itunes thank you so much Allie. yes thank you have a great night
Thank you. <laughs>